This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Splinify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Press Play. I'm your host, Derek Gerber, and today we have my friend, Ilya. He is the digital creator and animator for the increasingly popular Spaceiac platform, where he explains all things space and rocket science in a super fun and easy to understand format using something we're very familiar with, short animated videos. <laughs> so as the saying goes, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand these super cool topics, thanks to Ilya. So welcome to the show, Ilya, my friend. Tell the audience about yourself and what you do at Spaceiac. First of all, thank you for having me, obviously. Um, I'm Ilya, um, and I run Spaceiac. And I mostly just talk about like some rocket science stuff, right, that is interesting to myself. But mostly, like, not really just rocket science because space uh, I, I don't personally like space that much because space is not really useful to as humans right so i'm more focused on like the engineering as, uh, aspects of human space flight and that's basically what i do i just started with just writing some text right explaining it in the most simple terms possible and then i work myself up like doing my own graphics and then animations and uh, and I did the foolish decision to actually drop out of university studying electrical engineering and computer science to actually pursue that full time. And I don't know if that's that foolish, but we'll see. We'll see. Only time can tell, actually. Well, so far, it seems like it's working for you because basically you're a self-starter. You found a passion. You found a way to create an audience around that and then a fun way to do it. And your brand is exploding online and you have the attention of very, very large companies, which... I won't mention here today, but they're some of the biggest. And um, it really gets me excited because I want to unpack this story as to like, where did the the, uh, the rocket technology part start to kick in for you? And why why did that become the, the your passion and the affinity for driving this effort forward with Spaciac, right? Spaciac, the maniac, hey. uh, you know, it's good to like, you know, the, the maniac of space, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge gamer, right? So, uh, so when I was 16, I think, a friend of mine told me about the game Kerbal Space Program, where you, where you just have those green little guys, right? And you try to shoot them into space, right? One of my uh, favorites. I've spent too much time in that game. It's an amazing game. It's an amazing game. And the thing is, it started off pretty, pretty simply, right? You just build your, f- your first little rocket. It probably explodes on the, uh, on the launch pad, right? But, but, the, but it's fun. It's fun, right? And, and, and then you work yourself up. And the thing is, like, you have all those numbers, right? With, like, the rocket engines and, like, you have liquid fuel and oxidizer, and then, like, the curiosity starts to kick in, right? What does actually, like, ISP mean? Like, the efficiency of the rocket engine, right? How do you actually calculate thrust? What is this small part on the rocket engine and everything, right? Because the game is pretty detailed, even though it's a really simplistic representation of rocket science. So I, so I started, like, researching rocket engines and how they work, right? But if you want to do... Uh, uh, but if you want to understand rocket engines, you have to understand thermodynamics. So I had to get into that. So it basically one step, uh, uh, one step goes to the next, right? And yeah, it's basically like a snowball effect, right? And here I am, like basically understanding how every rocket works, like even with the pressurization systems and the tanks and everything, right? 
the decoupling systems and everything. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge topic like rocket science, right? But the thing is why, at least in my opinion, why people think rocket science is complicated is because rocket science consists of all those small subtopics, right? And, and, and if you break them down into like smaller chunks, it's not that difficult to understand, actually, right? If you just start like with the propulsion system, right? And you just work yourself up from there. And then it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, at least the basics. But if you go into the mathematics and physics of that, that's a different topic. And I try to stay away as far away from that as possible. But <laughs> Oh, I love it. So now I understand, right, from Russia to Germany and now into uh, rocketry mm. technology and everything else, all in a, in a young 23 years old here on our third planet from the sun. <laughs> um, your progress is, is very interesting, and especially as an artist. So here at Explainify, we love to highlight our artists and talents, and it's amazing what you've been doing. And we have lots of friends around the world doing lots of cool things, but what's been the key to your progress from the humble beginnings of playing Kerbal Space Program me too. <laughs> and now almost, you know, it's you know, a worldwide reach, if you would, on the extent of your content in which people are enjoying it all across the world with that thing called the interweb. So, you know, what, what inspired you during this whole journey to like really push it forward and get into creating your own platform, mainly on Instagram, but it looks like you're expanding in a couple other areas too. Most definitely. Uh, I think what motivated me the most is like just constantly trying to push forward, right? And like, trying to improve the content as much as possible. Because as I said, I just started with writing text, slapping some stock PNGs uh, uh, in there, right? And call it a day, right? And then, uh, and, and then after that, because you can't find stock PNGs like for everything, right? Especially if you try to explain something scientifically, I was basically forced to create my own graphics, right? And then the thing is, okay, graphics are a little bit static. So how do you like visualize something dynamic and then I force myself to get into animation, right? So I always try to to progress and the, and the thing is that I see like online a lot, like especially on Instagram, uh, when people are like in a niche and they find this one key aspect of like, or, or, or like this one post that works, they try to replicate it as much as possible, right? And they, have, and they are scared of actually changing something, right? Because they think, oh my God, that's a risk. I changed something and I lose all my followers, right? But the thing is, it's actually like the opposite is the case, right? Because if you try to improve your content and you actually experiment a little bit, you, you first make you, like, your content really unique and stand out like from the rest. And people really appreciate the work because if they go through your feet and everything, they really see the progression curve of all that right and that's really appreciated i know like like i have uh, i have uh, followers like after the last series that i posted right uh some followers uh, uh, reached out to me and they have been following me since like my first post where i talked about the uh the bfr right uh, and like the big problem with it like be uh, basically talking about nuclear thermal propulsion right and they have been following me now for years right and they really appreciate like how the content evolved right because after all, we humans are not static, right? And we are developing, we age, right? We develop new interests and everything. So it's nice to see actually the content evolve with time as well, right? Because we live in a, di in a dynamic awesome. world. So static content would be, yeah, it would, it would, it would contribute That's to that. That's literally the point. <laughs> yes, so you have a passion. It's difficult to explain. You know there's an audience of people who want to learn more. There's all these exciting things going on with the, the next space race, if yeah, you would, and trying to get to the next big place. And so there's eyes everywhere. 
And you found a way to not only make it fun to explain for someone to understand quickly, but you've also been dynamically improving yourself over time. And so we recently just did a a project with you, Starship's Journey to Mars. (laughs) And what I loved about that was that you're using best practices for micro explainer animations, right? I'm saying it slowly for everyone because there's a difference in watching a five minute or a 10 or a 15 minute video rather than me just swiping across on a couple, you know, uh, slides, if you would, less than a minute, right? Giving me key concepts and core functionalities of how rockets behave. So it's like, when you get into that mix, how did you go from the static into what you can produce now? That's so exciting to me. How did how did that journey treat you? What were, what were some of the systems you used? Um, what, what actually made you get into micro explainer animation? That's a really good question, actually. Um, Thank you. Uh, like the thing is um, that I basically was forced to do that, right? Because I have like <laughs> those certain expectations of myself, right? Because I, I want to do it that way, right? I don't have the tools, right, to actually do that. But the thing is, if if I wrote the script, right, and I have like the basic concept laid out, there's basically no turning back. I'm forced, uh, I force myself to actually sit down and learn how to actually practically make the animation for that right there are many challenges especially if you have like perspective shifts and everything right that's like really complicated and and then like as you said like with micro explainer videos uh, there's not a lot of space for like unnecessary stuff in there right so basically every second counts uh, and the thing is, like on Instagram, that's like a little bit dif- uh, different as if you would do that on a other platform, I think, because you also have to have text in there, right? So you're also limited by space. And then the thing is, it would be nice to actually have the animation looping and everything, right? So there's a lot you have to figure out so that it works smoothly, right? And then and then the thing is, it's also nice, like if you said, like when you just s- swipe through the post that like the last fl- uh, frame aligns with the first frame of like uh, of like the next slide so that it's basically like a, a scene that goes through all the slides that's another challenge but the thing is it's challenging it's it's it's, it's sometimes it's it's not a lot of fun to do but at the end like like when i see the result i'm re- i'm always really happy and glad that i actually sit uh, sat down and try to uh, go through all the challenges so it's really rewarding. Is, so it's is really your artwork beauty if it's not pain? You know, it's got to it's got to be a little painful for it to to come out beautifully. And I got to say, yo, you've been a one man show. You do the research, you do the work, you write the script, you speak the voiceover. You've put an entire production team within your own umbrella, <laughs> <laughs> and you are the go to expert for these things. And it's really fun to watch that come to life because not only did you do it best practices, you established. You know, for the audience here, the the science as to how to do it, you got that part. You have data that supports that. Now on the backside, you're building a brand around how it looks, right? I love your little logo guy, the little astronaut guy. I don't know if he has a name. I for, totally forgot to ask you forever ago. But I think that's really important is like you have a style as to how you do it. And that's what we talk about on the show is that there's three pillars to this. There's whenever you're making video content or you need content for your company, it's awareness, education and revenue. You hit the education mark beautifully, but you actually cover a couple others just by the way you do it. And that's what I want to teach the audience today. So how did you develop this style? How did it become your thing? Did you research other styles or did it just intrinsically come uh, from your own being and as you started to learn more softwares and get better at uh, your skill set there? Yeah, 
I mean, the, the foundation of all that is basically that I suck at graphic design, right? That's basically the foundation of it, right? And, and, and the thing is, I don't have like a background in like graphics design or anything that is related to design or arts or anything because my background is mainly IT, right? So, so when I started to do like my, uh, my graphics and everything, I wanted to try to keep it as simple as possible so that it's easy for me to actually do, right? So I just tried to only use basic shapes, just circles and squares and everything, That's right? Good. And just combine them and see, uh, and, and see how it looks, right? And with animation, it basically stayed the same, right? Like if you look at my style, it, it's somewhat realistic. It has some realistic aspects, but it's really broken down into just basic shapes, right? So I, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, I call my style like um, um, simplified realism, basically, right? So that you just so That's that you beautiful. just break it uh, everything. Down. I, I even leave out shadows and everything because it's unnecessary, right? It just complicates things, and yeah. Mm. Uh, and 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 the thing is, like, if you have like the simple style, right? Like for people, it's actually really easy to follow that, right? So it's actually kind of advantageous at the end, right? Because if you have like all those elements and or like this really complex animation with all those moving parts and you have those shadows and you have like lens flares everything because you want to be extra fancy right it makes it really hard to follow right especially especially when you have like text there right so i try to break it down like to the most simplistic things like even if i have atoms or anything just circles that move around it's good enough it's, it's good enough ah. <laughs> I love it. You're the artist formerly known as an electrical engineer, and yeah. I, I find it quite impressive. Um, but no, I mean, there, there's a certain style. I mean, it's refined. It's simple. Um, but you have this two and a half D faux element mm. to it that's really beautiful. It makes it kind of like pop on the screen. And so if you're scrolling for hours and hours and then you come across this, it just stands out a little bit more. If you haven't seen uh, the Spaciac work, make sure you visit the Instagram and check it out. It's literally best practices. It was a four day series. Um, what was it? Ten slides in each one explaining a four-part series journey to Mars. I mean, like everything is broken down to the finest little detail, but it's presented in a fun and engaging and most important, a retentive manner. So when it comes to picking out the words that are most important for me to remember about the journey, right? How do you decide in your research what we should be retaining? Like there's so much science happening, right? A million things could go wrong, but you keep it really simple. And I like that about that. Could you unwrap that for me a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. So, so basically like one reason why I started like the Instagram space, because I want to learn more about rocket science as well. Right. I'm not a rocket scientist. Right. So, so it was actually like a good idea to just uh, basically do my research on stuff, right? Try to really understand the fundamentals and then just put it into words and share it with others, right? That, that was basically the, the, the main concept behind it, right? And, and it turned out great. Um, and, and the thing is like, um, first of all, you obviously do like a lot of research when you do like a post. But the thing is, like with every science uh, and, and, and like uh, you actually see that in, in social media, uh, like certain buzzwords are like really attractive, right? That you can just throw yeah. around, right? Because you, you feel smart, but you actually don't understand what is going on, right? I, I mean, you see that like with science fact pages or something like that. Cool. I know a fact, but I don't understand like <laughs> why, 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 right? <laughs> and, and the thing is, I try to go like the complete opposite route, right? Uh, I, I try to actually uh, get it, like uh, I try to explain it in as simple, 
as simple as possible so that like even my smaller siblings understand that right uh -huh. and they okay. are 10 and 11 uh -huh. right? okay. so if i exp uh, so if i can explain that to them i'm pretty sure that everybody can understand that and uh, and the thing is like one advantage of like when you go like really into the fundamental principles um, if you read something or like you understand the fundamental principle, you can also apply it to like other fields, right? So it's not only isolated to rocket science, but you can also apply it in like completely different fields that have nothing to do, to do with rockets, right? And that's pretty cool as well, right? Be because you actually change like uh, how you think and not just like, oh, wow, no, cool, I know like this this term now and I can just tell my friends and they think I'm smart now, right? So, <laughs> yes. so, so that's basically what I try to do. And the thing is like, um, yeah, as I said, I do like a lot of research. But the thing is, as you said, there's a lot of science going on, right? So you have to try to break it down as much as possible. And sometimes I have to leave stuff out. That's why I usually don't do like complicated physics stuff and math because it's boring. It's boring and takes away like a lot of time. So like the best way to actually explain something is by comparison, right? If, 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 you, ha if you have like a real life example that everybody knows, right, it's easy to understand. Like it's a really simple example. Uh, when like the caps, uh, when like a spacecraft re-enters space, right? There's right, all right. this heat going on and and like the uh, and the rocket needs like a heat shield you could go like into the science of how particles behave right and like just general compression laws and everything like into thermodynamics but the thing is you can just explain it by taking a, a pump and just pumping it and if you feel it it gets hot everybody knows it right everybody who has a bicycle and actually had to uh, had to uh, to refill the tire knows the feeling that the pump afterwards is hot That's right, right? Mm -hmm. so so they learn something right like the basic principle like when you compress like a gas that it gets hot right and they can apply it to many many fields right and not just having like a number oh my god it gets like 6000 degrees hot or something like that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> I love it. And like, again, like I, I obviously have an affinity for animation, but I also love space and rocket technology myself and have for a long time. So it's a natural fit for me to want to dive in and learn a little bit more about what else has uh, been on your plate for projects that you can share for us, because this was only one project of many that we worked on together at Explainify. But again, um, you know, there's a lot of big brands in the world, NASA, SpaceX, Blue Origin. No one can keep uh, <laughs> the latest <laughs> updates on everything. But so I think a lot of people will be coming to you to explain the latest technologies in a short, fun and, well, memorable, retentive way. So anything else that you could share with us that you're doing right now? Uh, I'm actually currently working on like my first big YouTube video and it's oh, just about how the Falcon 9 works, like everything from like oh. how the engine works, the pressurization system, the pneumatic detachment system of the first stage and the second stage, all the control systems uh, that are required to actually land the rocket, like basically everything everything even how to settle the fuel just all the systems so that like you watch the video and at the end you know exactly how uh, uh, how um how the falcon 9 works you obviously can't build it afterwards right and and, and, and you probably don't understand like the math and uh, um, the maths and physics behind everything right but the thing is you understand like the core principles right and and, and that's good enough just I love to give that. like people a basic understanding 
Yeah, well, there's there's definitely a place for longer form content too, and I think that's important for the audience to understand is that if you do make longer content, longer video content, it has a style to it. Your audience will retain that. But then what you can do is you can take that longer to- content and then chop it up, and then use it in other ten different ways. And you have a form of micro explainers readily available that's totally on brand and in sync with the original message. And I think like that's the excitement that the audience gets out of this, right? And so when I was coming into the show today, I got another uh, <laughs> I got another question for you that I was like, oh, okay, I, I need to know this one. But when it comes to um, you know using live action shots versus animation. What was the difference for you? Like, there are other rocket explainer things out there, okay? But they use real-world video samples, and you chose animation. Why was it animation that that got through for you? Because because first of all, I want to torture myself with more work. No, but uh, but jokes aside, it's like the main reason is that you can uh, break down really complex things like in a really simple way, right? Because Okay, you can show like real life footage, but the thing is, it, it, it's basically like the same even with 3D animation, like using Blender and something, right? Yeah. You have a lot of noise, basically, right? That distracts you like from the core thing that you actually try to show in that clip, right? Uh, because like most of the stuff can just be ignored. And the thing is like with real life footage, you just can't show like the rocket and basically... Uh, cut it in half and show like what's happening in, uh, in the inside right with the fuel and everything right you can do that with 3d animations pretty well I saw, I saw like some clips but even then you have like a lot of unnecessary stuff like you don't need reflections and everything it's just about presenting the information in the most simple way so that everybody uh, everybody can understand it and you see it and you know what it's supposed to be right and uh, and, uh, and basically like you can actually it's it's hmm 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 Here's actually a thing, because I know like from Warner Brothers cartoons and like and Disney cartoons like in the past, right? The thing is, if if you take away like the voiceovers and everything, the story is still coherent, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's and and that's one of the things that's really great with 2D animation, right? Because I can basically just show you all those videos just cut together, and you still can get like a good idea of what. Of, of what right. the uh, information is that I want to convey, right? So the voiceover is just like a, a nice add-on to that, right? And that's like the big advantage that I see there because, okay, you can just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, right? But that's like the really amazing thing that you can just convey information with visuals and you don't need anything else. And that's like right. really, and that's, I think, amazing. Oh, I love that. You have full control over animation. Animation yeah. is ageless. It's timeless. And once it's, you know, it, it could be an evergreen piece of content. And I just love, like, you know, the excitement that you bring around building a branding, a style to the way you do that. And you create full control over your explanations that way. That's really exciting. And for the audience, too, to learn, um, you know, we're still in new normal 2.0, 3.0. I've lost track. I don't know. Where, where everything's going, but still getting some live action shots is harder and a lot more expensive than you would think. And then the prices keep going up. And while we use that content, we animate it, we you know animate around it. Uh, the most fun projects that we have are ripping things apart and doing the slice view on things and, and creating new artistic, um, re- I don't know, retentive sequences with inside of the animations that really explain these concepts. And we do lots of complicated softwares. 
um, you know, the world's leading brands coming to us and they trust us to bring that to life for them. And they find that animation is one of the best uh, formats that's widely accepted across all their different uh, demographics. And I think that's so interesting is that you're literally doing it best practices, my friend. We're very proud of the work that you've produced and you just have a lot going on. So what's what's next for you and Spaceyak and where can people go to follow your journey, my friend? I think like next is probably just expanding like to YouTube because I really want to do like long form video content, right? Because you, you have so much freedom in doing so, right? Because first of all, you're not limited by the format, right? On Instagram, you it's like this really small window, right? It's really confined and you also need to have text. So you basically only have it's this much space to actually convey your information with the visuals, right? So I'm really excited to actually try out full-fledged 16 to 9 format and, and doing animation with that, right? And after that, I don't know yet because, like, the path is obviously always changing, right? I mean, the, I mean, the thing is, I could have never imagined to actually be where I am now, right? Because I just started doing something and the opportunities just poured in, right? So I could have never imagined. So I don't want to think, like, what's going to happen like 10 years from now. So just YouTube for now, just YouTube for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it though. Well, I mean, um, you create phenomenal content. The audience obviously loves you. We hope that you keep it up and you keep pushing. And, you know, there's definitely a place for longer form content too. Um, there's, you know, there's no wrong way to do it, get to making it. And I think that's what the audience needs to hear is, oh, it could take eight or 12 hours to animate five seconds, but those five seconds are going to be golden. And I think that's what's really important is these things can take a lot of love and, and labor, of course. But again, you compare it to live action content or, you know, the expensive costs and, and um, you know, things that take to do motion graphics and 3D explosions. So working on a 2D level, two and a half D with some tricks that Ilya knows how to do now, <laughs> that's really done by the best in the world. And I, and I just I just love it myself. So that's really exciting, man. All right. Well, um, hey, thank you again for being on the show today, Ilya. Really appreciate it. Um, for the audience, please, again, this has been your host, Derek Gerber. This has been Press Play. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends, and we will catch everyone later. Thanks for joining, Ilya. It was a pleasure. <laughs>